what's up purpose livers i have missed you if you haven't noticed i missed a sunday and let me just tell you i'm being open about this because it makes me realize how called I feel to whatever, whoever is listening to this. I feel so called to you. God has a word for you. And he really is telling me to be obedient and to push past anything that I think should stop me from being in the will of God and doing what I feel is my purpose in this season. He's really called me to push past that, those feelings, because feelings can be so temporary and to stay loyal to the cause because there is an assignment and all of that. It's like God is telling me, I'm going to make you live out what I'm telling you to say. I'm going to make you practice what you're preaching because in wanting to take a step back because I was dealing with things. I felt like I was um, rejecting an, a, a, a true purpose, which was studying for the, the Sunday releases and um, seeking God and what he wanted me to say to this audience. And um, I feel like I'm back on it. I feel like I'm reconnected and I feel like I've, I feel more loyal to it now because I, I felt like I was about to walk away. <laughs> And I just can't stand that feeling. So I'm back, y'all. I will not do that again. We will get these uh, releases every Sunday because I think it's so important that I get out what God wants to say to you at this time and place in your life because it's important. And tomorrow's not promised. So you need this today when I release it. (laughs) So like I promised in the last episode, we are going to pick up um, with David. And we were talking about with Ruth, how there were these three points that we felt were really allowing people to um, be aligned with their assignment and it helped them to be in purpose, right? So it was timing, position, and obedience. Those were some takeaways that we took um, from the last episode. And so I'm just going to jump in. When it comes to David, David is one of my favorite stories. Most people know David for David David and Goliath. Um, he was the young man who took the rock in the slingshot and hit Goliath in the forehead. And David fell down. And then he ran up, cut off, cut off his head. And from that day forward, he was known to be like the big shot warrior and he wasn't even really a soldier, okay? So I'm gonna start from the beginning though, because like we talked about with Ruth, timing is so important. A lot of times in these Bible stories, we we really just start with the glorified moment. Um, and, and it's like the moment that most of these people lived, you know, worked their whole life up to this moment. And then that moment kind of catapulted them into something greater. But so much happened before David fought Goliath. That is so important. And so when I think of it, I'm like, you know, I may not have fought my Goliath yet, but where I'm at right now is so important. It's so important. And so when we look back at David's life, when it comes to timing, David was a shepherd. He was also a brother 
uh, to seven other siblings, seven other boys. Okay, he was the youngest of eight boys. And it is speculated that he may have had a different mother from the other seven boys because when Samuel the prophet came to anoint the next king of Israel, because God had left, God had left Saul. He, Saul did not obey him in his last orders. And so God was like, I'm taking the anointing off of Saul. And, and I'm anointing the next king. We moving on, okay? And so he told Saul, go to Jesse's house. That's where you're about to meet the next king. So he goes to Jesse's house. Jesse brings in seven of his boys. And Samuel's pretty much like, it ain't, God ain't talking. It's like, it's none of these. It's none of them. Do you have one more by any chance? Because I did ask you to bring in all your sons. But do you have any more sons and so Jesse's like you know yeah I do David the youngest but he's out with the sheep so it kind of sounds insignificant right kind of plays it like this guy but little did he know thank God God judges the heart people look at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart so God had David out in the sheep being loyal being a loyal shepherd Doing what may seem to be an insignificant small job because it's not, you know, fancy or he didn't have to wear special clothes to do it. He was literally out just keeping sheep. Okay. So David comes in though and Samuel's like, this is the one. This is it. So boom, Samuel anoints David to be king. Now, mind you, this David is 15 when this happens. After this happens, guess what? Samuel had to go back out (laughs) and tend those sheep. Nothing special happened. Nothing special changed. God just anointed him. It's It's as simple as God just whispering a promise to you. And then waking up the next day and nothing changing. And you're like, I'm... That felt so real and intimate, God. Are you, did you, did you tell me that or am I tripping? And then you're like, I feel like if I'm really supposed to be that special, then at least something, some signs or wonders should be fought. No, David literally had to go back out and do exactly what he was doing when he was anointed. Tend the sheep. So... It doesn't quite say how long before um, David was summoned to be the heart player for Saul. But it does say this. After God had left uh, Saul, it says, Now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. And that, y'all, I'm going to tell you, I'm coming from... 1 Samuel 16 and 14. So that is, this is saying that the Lord departed him. And then the Lord sent a evil spirit to torment him. I actually, when I was reading this before I even got to the next one I'm about to talk about, I highlighted it because I was like, God, you sent the evil spirit to torment him? 
why? Y'all, I got my answer. I just, God said, why, God? And he said, keep reading. So, so I kept reading. And then in verse 23, it says, whenever the spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his harp and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better and the evil spirit would leave him. Guys, God was making a place and space for David near his next, near his assignment, y'all, near his next place. Here David had been in the fields. He'd learned to play the harp, I guess, in his spare time, was good enough that when they needed someone to play the harp for Saul because of this spirit that was tormenting him, David became an answer. So David was able to go into this place and space that was so close to his assignment and be an answer. That was good. That was good. So in the midst of being Saul's harp player and helping get this you know, evil, evil spirit that was sent by God to torment Saul. God was also, uh, positioning David for this fight with Goliath, which is what we know him best for. So it said that David was kind of going back and forth. So he would play the, the harp for Saul, and then he would go back and tend his father's sheep. Now, first, let me say this, that I believe takes character. I think that takes character. He was loyal to what he was doing. And it's very important that he would be loyal because little did he know, little did he know, it was actually preparing him for this moment because it said that he would literally fight off lions and bears for these sheep. And then he says, I mean, he doesn't just like, you know, say, yeah, I can fight lions and bears. But he talks about how in these fights with the lions and bears, he really was gaining more faith and confidence in God because it says, and um, this is chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17 and 37. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. So y'all, he knew when it came time, look what I've been doing. I'm true to this. I ain't new to this. I know how to fight. Not only do I know how to fight, I know who I'm fighting for. Boom. He knew who he was fighting for. It really didn't even matter what his age was, what he was, if he was just a shepherd. He said, yo, I've been in situations where God has delivered me from something that I should not have been delivered from. I know this too, he can carry me through. Okay, so boom, David is aligned and positioned because our next one, we was talking about position, but our next one was obedience, right? In obedience, he went to take food to his brothers. And he was going back and forth. He went back home. I guess he was at home with his dad. And his dad was like, hey, go take some food to your brothers. Check on them. See how they see how they were. Now, because I know I've read this whole story, I, I've already, I already know that one of the brothers 
was super jealous of David, super hateful. And so I can kind of assume that that probably didn't just happen when he was about to fight Goliath. It probably had always been that way. So imagine your dad is telling you to go do something nice for maybe some some siblings, even, you know, some people that you know don't like you. That take obedience. Because really, he could have said, okay, and not went. Or just like, dad, to be honest with you, they really don't even mess with me like that. So I'm pretty sure that if they out there, somebody should be supplying them with food. So they'll be all right. He didn't say that. He said, okay. Not only did he say okay and go, he actually went up and asked them how they were doing. (laughs) So it said that the brothers, you know, as he's asking them, hey, how y'all doing? Here Goliath comes talking that nonsense for the 40th day in a row. Okay. And so at this point, David is like, yo, like, Little David, who ain't even a soldier, is out here amongst these soldiers. And it's like, hey, yo, man, like, who, what's up with old dude who, uh, who's yelling over here? Like, what's going on? And look, y'all, his brother is like, what is, what's it to you? He's like, what's it to you, you little shepherd boy? Where'd you leave your sheep? Y'all, now you can only imagine, you'd be like, what like dude I'm out here trying to help y'all I just bought you some food like what do you mean what's it to me like this is not about me right now right and David had that that same energy he was like listen let me talk like I said what's up with old dude and what happens for the guy who takes him out okay somebody runs to the king and say hey somebody inquiring about uh fighting Goliath we should look into this and so Saul sends for David and he's like hey are you 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 thinking about fighting no dude he's he's like yeah I can do this I can do this I fought bears I fought lions and you know God is God has been with me and so he's like go for it tries to give him his armor he's like nah this isn't me I'm going how I've been going I don't need nothing extra. I'm going to go high. I know God has been sending me. So he goes out to Goliath. And he says this, y'all. It's good. It's important what you say. It's so important what you say. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. All those, I'm I'm skipping down to verse 47. All those gathered here will know that this, will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. Y'all, he went up to this giant with all that could destroy him in front of him and stood on the name of of the Lord period and he had some skill behind him but it, compared to all that, that that the giant had it seemed very very small but when I tell you it's just like you take 
take a little and give it to God. He make it a lot. He took that stone and that slingshot, declared victory in the name of the Lord, not the slingshot in the stone, but in the name of the Lord with the slingshot in the stone. And he knocked that giant down. He knocked it down and then cut off his head. All that, all of that led to that moment. After that moment, David's story is, is very long. This is literally just the beginning. But after that, he was known to be a great warrior. This later caused problems for it, but it was, was one of the great assignments on David's life. It is the, actually one of the moments that catapulted him into being the great warrior king that he was. And in that moment, David um, exhibited great traits of a leader. He, even in the midst of, of hate from his own family member, he kept his cool. He knew why he was sent there. He was being obedient. He stayed the cause and he knocked down that giant. Guys, I, I just want to encourage you guys with David's story um, with the takeaways for this one, that timing is so important and how you wait is even more important. Position. No role is insignificant. God created a place and a space for David. Obedience. Serving those you know may not like you. Going because you know who sent you. Y'all, just know that God has purpose for you today. You may not know what your David and Goliath situation is going to be yet, but know that whatever it is you're doing in obedience to God right now is going to help you when it comes time for that moment. Um, the song of the week, y'all, is one of my fa- favorites. Um, it is by Jay Moss. Don't pray and worry. This is good because I encourage you all to pray, 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 pray. As you read your word, ask questions and then pray while you're praying, ask those questions. Um, And then this is just a little small piece of kiss of wisdom. God has rested this on my heart and he rested on my heart last week, but I don't know who this is for. It could be for me too, but rejection is redirection. Don't take it personal. Rejection is redirection. What is assigned to you will be aligned to you. Y'all, that's just, that's supposed to just be a hug to somebody. Like if you were feeling rejected, know that God is not rejecting you. He is redirecting you. And what is assigned to you will be aligned to you. Y'all have a good week.